This is that play by play podcast. About to get it in. Wait and Ryan, bring that fire. Give you energy to win. Uh. Get your business to the next level by going hard. All the hustle and commitment is what sets us apart. Uh. What's going on, guys? This is the Play-By-Play Podcast, Episode 10. My name is Ryan Woodrow. And I'm Wade Wiseman. And we have a special guest here, um, John Conklin. That's me. Hello, hello. <laughs> Sorry, I had, to, I had trouble <laughs> pronouncing that. I'm like, uh, John Con- Conklin. I like, Ryan kind of pulled the, like, actor, like, where you'll see somebody, like, repeat the same thing over and over again, like, like... Uh, I, I, I was like Conklin, to... Conklin. Like I, I repeated his last name so that I wouldn't forget it, and I still almost did. No, but you, you remembered it though. Yeah, you did. You, you still goal was met. So, 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 so everyone listening, they, they pretty much know a lot about you know Wade and I. Why don't you, for those who don't know anything about or you know know who you are, why don't you give them a little bit of background, tell them, um, you know what you do, and kind of give them some context. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Pleasure to be on the show. It's always fun to join people on podcasts and whatnot. A little bit about me. Um, I'm an engineer by trade, uh, visionary by moonlight, I guess you could say. <laughs> that's awesome. I love so, that. Yeah, that's just kind of my thing. Um, I've been following Market Draft for a little bit now, and uh, I think they got some interesting things going on. And I'm excited to see where they're going to go with, with everything that they're providing. And uh, I see that. good things in their future. So I'm happy to be a part of this, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun tonight. And yeah, dude, we're, we're really stoked to have you on the show. I think just going into 2018, Wade and I, we spent a lot of time talking about what we're going to do going into the new year. And obviously the, the play-by-play podcast being one of those things that we talked about, um, I, I think we just want to make it a point to have it very – you know, guest centered. We want to get other guests on the show, bring other perspectives, um, you know, and, and other themes, you know, into the podcast. So we're, we're thrilled to have you, man. So thank you. Yeah, no, I'm super excited about this too because John's one of my closest friends. I think he's the closest friend I've kept up with since high school. Like, in all honesty, like, like for me personally, I know you have like Devin and a couple people, but like, you're it pretty much. Like, maybe the twins, and they didn't even really go to high school with me. Who I love that we're gonna have Josh on at some point too. We've talked about him a couple times, but um, he's doing real estate now. I don't know if you knew that or not. He's doing really well on real estate right now. Mm-hmm. He's already he, like within the first like month of him being having his license, he sold his first house. That's crazy. And he's working on like three or four houses. He's gonna be making really good money. Mm-hmm. He became friends with like the premier real estate guy in the yeah, area. Yeah, he's doing it right. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a very good job. So, uh, but yeah, I just that's really it's really cool to have a friend that you went to school with and grew up with, and it's like. Our paths crossed again, and we have like really similar interests and really similar goals, and that's just like really cool to me. Like the fact that you're even a willing to be a part of this because to me, you have a very high profile job and like what you're doing. To me, you know, <laughs> what I, mean? I, I just like what, like the projects you're working on and stuff. Like to uh, the average dude, you know what I mean? It's it's impressive. You know, he's he's well, like. So, what field of engineering like yeah. do you work in, and like what kind of inspired you to? you know, pr- to pursue that long term. I mean, you, you've dedicated your whole life. I mean, you, you have a bachelor's degree in engineering. You're going on to, to you know, graduate mm. uh, school to get your master's. Why don't, you, why don't you just, you know, share a little bit about that with us. I know we were jamming before we started the podcast, but, um, yeah, I, I think the audience would like to, you know, or the listeners would like to hear a little bit about that. No, I think that's fair. Um, so <laughs> I think my life story is a little bit, different from you know the straight and narrow that a lot of people go down um 
And it's actually interesting that I say that right now. I'm surrounded by two people who definitely do not have the most, you know, straight and narrow life. They, you both have very interesting paths, yeah. you know. So yeah. that's kind of funny. Um, I mean, in terms of, you know, getting myself started with engineering, it was just something that I kind of picked up one day and decided that was going to be my life. Uh, I mean, from people who knew me back in the day, I was largely into music and that, that was my life for a very very long time um had, had a couple different uh life scenarios happen what we'll call them that that drastically changed my life um and I found myself on this path and you know I just kind of started going down the, the path of engineering got my bachelor's in mechanical um and then saw myself working in well for my first job out was working with this uh company called Fives where they were a social media company that had you know large scale angel investors and they were a whole bunch of kids straight out of Yale and they were just really really intense and that was a really interesting turning point in my life uh, to be able to be in the presence of people like that who were just so driven and so focused and had these just grandiose ideas that they could realistically achieve you know those are types of things that you don't really see or come in contact with in your day-to-day those are usually just tv show kind of ideas but actually seeing people that you know on a very personal level going ahead and succeeding with these types of things really changes your perspective um but going along those lines you know uh from there i worked at another company where we uh were developing augmented reality experiences and doing things like that and just kind of staying within that technical groove, which is kind of interesting because that was not even what I went to school for. Um, but that's just kind of my, my, I guess, education. And then from that, all those experiences and, of course, with the people I've kept up with has gotten me to a point where I've, you know, wanted to become more of a as I said before, a visionary, you know, thinking of, you know, there are tools out there that can really drastically change your life uh, in ways that you couldn't even imagine, right? There's no set way to go ahead and, you know, define success. There's a lot of different ways, and there's no reason why you can't achieve the greatest of the great. And so, I don't know, I, I think that's just an interesting thing here, and especially when I've been talking to Wade and Ryan, I think they got a little bit of that magic themselves, too, so it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we, here. we had previously talked on a couple podcasts about developing a social media platform. And um, it was so funny because I had been praying, like, Lord, help me find somebody who understands development and things of that nature. And me and John just kind of like, we're like, hey, let's hang out. We haven't hung out in a while. And then our whole conversation was just talking about the social media platform. We did not even discuss, like, hardly any other aspect of our lives other than, like, you talking about, like, Emily and her brand, mm-hmm. which I'd love to talk about that on the podcast, too. You can give her a whole shout-out. Mm-hmm. Explain the spiel. I'd love that. Um, it was just, like, okay, like, this is... It was just weird that we had gone down such similar... Like, not not the exact same paths, but, like, completely different paths. Mm-hmm. Same, similar point. You know what I mean? Right, right. And it was like, like I literally, like, my whole story was, like, I moved to Atlanta playing in bands. I really pursued the music thing, like, was living the rock star lifestyle, moved back to Pittsburgh, had no idea what I was going to do. All I knew is that I could get a job at Batteries Plus. That was it. And now it's like, I'm in my own office. Like, it's like, I have, like, my best friend here who's, like, running a business with me. We're running a podcast. We're doing all these things. Like, it's just crazy how it kind of all came together. Like, mm-hmm. like... And then we were talking about the whole, like, law of attraction thing before this started, but, like, it's unique 
that 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 really is it's a thing. It's mm-hmm. like 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 minds that are similar find their ways to each other. Like it's like like similar visions manage to meet paths. And it was like even like we've talked about it so many times. But Ryan is very much like that, and he's just like, you okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. You're like really intently thinking. <laughs> I was like, but like like the whole story about how me and Ryan met. Like that's. I mean, he was. I was literally just selling him a phone. <laughs> like it's just like weird. So um, yeah, yeah. John has a bunch of really cool stuff to talk about. I, I I honestly just want to sit and listen to him, and soak him up. So I feel bad, kind of wasting space here. Yeah, um, like, I, like the law of attraction. Like that. That's like I don't know that that whole like metaphysical, like philosophical. I don't even know what you want to call it. School of thought, or you know that the idea that you know your predominant thoughts, you know, manifest themselves in reality. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. You know, I think anytime, I mean, we could sit here and we can, you know, I can say that, you know, I want to be the best basketball player. I want to be the best basketball player. But unless you actually execute and you put in the work and you actually do the thing that you want to do, mm-hmm. it's not it's not going to come to pass. So and so I don't know. I, I don't want to, like, get all philosophical. But I mean, like, I think anytime you have like minded individuals who aspire, you know, um, you know, to you know, do things that are similar to what the other person wants to do. I think naturally you're going to cross paths or at least when you do cross paths, um, you, you know, you, you kind of connect, which is what happened with Wade and I. And, yeah. and uh, I don't really know the backstory between, you know, your two, you know, your guys' relationship. We just grew up together. Yeah, we went exactly. to school together. Like we were like, well, I moved, from, I moved to Pittsburgh from Ohio. And, John, you were one of the first friends I had. Mm-hmm. In middle school, like you, you, you and Jay, Jay Booth, <laughs> Jay Booth was like if Jack Black was a child, like that's that the is the most accurate statement I think I've ever heard of him. That's that's who he was, and it's funny. He's hit me up recently, and he's actually pretty successful right now. I don't know if you know like anything about what he's doing. Yeah, it's actually funny. He is in uh, sales right now as well. So he's making good money too. Like from he what is. I see, like he's. Yeah, he, he had like a watering, like I forget, a watering company. He waters <laughs> flowers on the side. <laughs> yeah, and apparently a bunch of three point one million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like and it's weird because <laughs> that's actually like a big industry. Like, there's a lot of people who need their flowers watered. Mm-hmm. And so what he did is he put together like this, like oh, this is a real thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's totally real. So like, um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he got everybody he knew in his neighborhood, started paying them, started getting them to go around and kind of generate their own sales, and he took a cut. You know, he legitimized it with a business. He gave them a platform, and so. Now, anytime you see somebody's house getting watered, their flowers, that's Jay. A little bit of projection there, but okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the real thing. That's actually what happened. Mm-hmm. But um, it was just weird, yeah. Me and, me and John were, like, really good friends when we were younger, and uh, we were always into music together. And it's funny how he said, like, he saw it kind of straying away. I'm, like, in the same boat. It's like, it's like I see, like, it's weird. I have no urge, because I always thought I was going to be, like, an artist, like a solo artist. And I think in a weird way, I'm going to be an artist, but of a different type. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at, I have no urge to communicate. Like, I, I feel like none of the thoughts in my head are worth translating to music. I don't know if that makes any sense. Maybe at some point I'll change my, my mentality, but I feel like I have nothing to tell somebody that like I couldn't express in a different way. Hmm. I guess, and it's just weird. It's like my my want. It's just like. The songwriting isn't there, maybe. I don't know what it is, but it's like I don't always feel comfortable expressing myself in that way. Mm-hmm. Though it's weird. It's like people trying to hit me up. No. <laughs> it's weird. Like I, People in the hip-hop scene, like the Christian hip-hop scene, are starting to like hit me up because I recently did a feature on a friend of mine's project. Mm-hmm. Like just rapped on it and did the beat. It's like I got hit up by a guy the other day that would want to work with me and stuff. But 
Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Have you told uh, your backstory on your hip hop uh, infused with Bible verses? Uh, that kind of spiel that you've been doing. Uh, that was an interesting story. I don't. I don't do it as much any. Well, okay, I'm still into it, but I'm kind of like sitting back now and just like there's a really close friend of mine. His name's uh, he goes by the name Foot Prophet. His name's David. David, seriously. Shout outs to David. Shout outs to Foot Prophet. He is awesome. He's just an amazing person. Every single, he's one of those people, every single time I get him on the phone, we talk for like an hour at least. Is that Harrison's brother? Yes. Yeah. So, his brother Harrison is an amazing hip-hop artist in himself. Yeah, he came out to the the non-profit that I used to work for. We did a show and he came out and did a live. I gotta show you this. Did a live set. He did it. I mean, he, I mean, he worked that crowd. He did a great, great job. David is an amazing speaker. I I could see him being just a straight-up minister just going and talking to people. Like, it was like... He just he just has the Holy Spirit in spades, and he just has the ability to just speak to you into your soul. And he's artistic. Like, like he drew. Like he's like I haven't drawn. In a, he just sent me this the other day, and I was like, "That's clearly me." <laughs> like I was like, and he just. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, wait, when did you draw? Like, did you draw this? And I had no idea he could draw. Mm-hmm. But it's like just for like the, the cards that he's been handed in life. Mm-hmm. Like, he makes the most of it. You know, if we can, we should actually share that along with the post so that the listeners can see that as well. It's a, it's a fun picture there. That's really cool. So, yeah, I'm going to show this photo. I'm going to uh, save this into my actual gallery. But, um, yeah, David is just a great dude. So I've been helping him. I've been kind of managing him, helping him. Like, I want to help him get a concise project together, come up with a marketing, like, goal and meet that. And then he's getting his own business together right now, too. He's basically trying to get, like, it's, the best way I can describe it is like a temp agency almost, but having guys who do all different types of trades. So, like, he has a guy in his house that, that can just do, like, commercial cleaning and things like that, and then he basically just dispatches because he has a disability. He has a kidney failure. failure. He had can- cancer when he was younger, and his kidneys failed him. So he's on dialysis. Like, he can work, like, two days a week. He's at the point now where he's, like, just kind of hooped up in his house. So um, he's... The, we're, I'm helping him conceptualize a whole EP right now that has to do with like super like the, the theme I don't want to give it away because he has a really good idea written up and he, he wants to do a comic book to go along with it mm-hmm. and then have the music videos be points in the comic book oh that's an interesting idea that so, is so, that's like, so like, I'm trying to figure out like how can we make this happen then he's also looking into writing a book right now too he wants to write a book mm-hmm. and um, he has an amazing story his story is like he was a he was a drug dealer he was gangbanging and stuff while he was like actively losing like kidney of like his ability to use his kidneys and stuff like mm-hmm. totally wild and he's like just the nicest dude like I mean seriously like love the guy and so that's where um, I, told, I, told, <laughs> I told you earlier I'm terrible while getting off on tangents but that that's who I've been working with recently but like I've had an affinity for hip hop since like what the heck since well since I was a kid I wrote my first rap when I was, like, five. <laughs> like, um, I don't even remember how it goes. I just remember the ending was, like, a, hey, I'm Wade. Let's have some fun. I'm going to shoot you off with a soaker, super soaker gun or something like that. <laughs> like, it's something dumb like that. But, like, it was, like, it was, like, a rap, but, like, a kiddie rap. And uh, my uncle got me really into, like, that kind of stuff. And then... Well, your family's always been really big in uh, music, right? Love music. My, my, my grandfather was, was a jazz guitar player. Mm-hmm. My uncle and my cousin actually play in a band called Banana Fish right now. They just put out their first album, like a physical copy. Like they play all over Pittsburgh and stuff. What kind of style is that? It's like, <laughs> I want to call it dad rock. 
Dad rock. Dad rock. Gotta love it. What is but that? It, it's like it's like adult contemporary rock music. It's like okay. laid back rock music, you know. Um, very singer songwriter esque, and uh, like so the guy who like they the producer actually is like a Grammy nominated producer that uh, just produced their album and everything. He he's worked. I want to say that he does all of B.E. Taylor's records and stuff like B. that. B.E. Taylor, that was such a shame that he passed. That sucks. Yeah. I actually knew Anthony Rankin, uh, his rhythm guitar player. Mm-hmm. He was a really cool guy. And then I, I, I jammed with his bassist at one point. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, really, really good group of guys. But th- that's who their producer has been. And he's, like, really into working with those guys. Like, he's helped them out a lot. He has a really good studio, like a big professional studio. So they do that. My Uncle Mitch is... The most underrated talent in the family, to be honest. Like, amazing artist. Like, he has, like... He has stuff that... Like, he has this drawing in my grandfather's house. It's a guitar, but it's, like, dissected into pieces, like an acoustic guitar, and showing you the insides of a guitar. And then an electric guitar with, like, the actual, like, innards of the guitar. And, like... And he drew it, like, with, like, a ruler. When he was, like, 18 or something like that. Wow. And so he was playing drums for my grandfather when he was, like, four years old. Like, he was, like, my, my grandfather's live drummer. Like, super talented. So, like, my family is all really talented. Just, like, naturally, like, very gifted at stuff. Like, my grandfather was one of those people, like, he'd, he'd learn how to do anything if he didn't have to read. And I'm very much like that. Like, I just, like, if I don't have to read, and you can just show me how it works and explain it, if I can watch a video or something, I'm like, there's very few things that I don't pick up on pretty quickly. And so, like, it's just, like, that's kind of where my family comes from. But anyways, make hip-hop. Do that kind of thing. I got a MacBook in like 2012. That's what I wanted, mm-hmm. and I wanted it so I could get GarageBand and make beats. I was like, I was amazed by that recording process. I like loved that whole concept, and it's funny we're using GarageBand now, and it's like so much better now. Like, might as well be Logic at this mm-hmm. point. It's so good, and uh, I still make beats for guys. Like, I still do stuff like that, and it's weird. It's like I say that I don't want to put out music, but then it's like. I have, like, almost a whole project's worth of music that I could just, like, release right now. Mm-hmm. Like if, I, if I took this mic home, I could probably have, like, a solid, like, 15 songs, like, ready to put out in the world. Mm-hmm. But I just, I gotta wait for the right time. I don't even know if I gotta wait. I'll, I'll be inspired one day and I'll just do it. Well, the crazy thing is how, like, insanely accessible these types of things yeah. are. Yeah. Especially within the past, jeez, five, you know, plus he, years, you know. Five years, yeah. Yeah, my God. Not I mean, reason. from you, 2012, you pick up a MacBook... You get GarageBand. You don't even have to buy it. It just comes with it, right? Oh, and then... You, more, more recording ability than what the Beatles had to record any album. Honestly, right? And Actually. so anybody has the ability to go in and just explore their ideas. Yep. And they're able to produce, you know, high-quality sound waves or music or whatever, podcasts, and they don't really have to put any investment into it. Yeah. It's a great equalizer. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it really, it really, to me, shows who and who doesn't have the good ideas. There's a seat, like, the idea of, like, option paralysis, it, it's so apparent mm-hmm. now in in modern society. Mm-hmm. It's really, like, a thing like Facebook. It's, like, everybody is doing some form of something. It's, like, all inner, like, mm-hmm. very rarely do you see brand new ideas now. Right. There's just a lot of noise out there right now. Yeah, and it's, like, it's like clearing out that noise mm-hmm. or organizing the noise, I think, is the big thing. Mm-hmm. That's, like, part of what... I kind of that's kind of the idea behind like a vessel too. Mm-hmm. It's like organizing that. It's like the bell. noise has always been there, but there's never an amplifier to project it. Now we need to like sync those in place, make some music with that mm-hmm. noise, if you will. Mm-hmm. So like, 
I think into a fractal. I just think technology in general has just made so many different things, you know, more accessible and yep. just easier to just to do. I mean, the fact that we're we're recording this podcast on a two hundred dollar mic, and yeah, I mean, the the MacBook is a little bit more expensive, but I mean, the the reality is you could do it on your phone, or you could do it on a two hundred dollar Chromebook. Yeah, you know, I mean, the the production cost of doing something like this, you know, thirty, forty, fifty years ago, thousands, thousands of dollars. Oh yeah, and uh, I think it's just easier. It's. I mean, it's definitely an interesting, you know, era to be alive right now, and and uh, to just be doing what we're doing right now. We're super, super blessed. Oh yeah. Do, do you believe that the cream rises to the top? Uh, in what sense? What do you mean? Like the the best thing based off of the merit of its quality is always going to be the top, the most popular. Like, do you believe in that? Do you think that, that like the internet allows that to be? Like, because. In the past, it used to be that the best music wasn't always the best music. It was just whatever artist got signed because there was a small pool of what you could see and what was visible in music. Mm-hmm. You could go buy random records at record shops and stuff, but there was no internet. Mm-hmm. Now it's like everything, all the time, everywhere is visible. Like, do you think that's a You good think that's diluted, the, the quality of music? Or you mean, like, what do you... I don't understand I, I, what you're what asking. What I'm saying is, do you think that allows things to rise, like, good things to rise to the top just based off the merit of its quality? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think just the distribution. I mean, it's far more... It's easier to distribute now. I mean, yeah. the, you get far more reach mm-hmm. nowadays with social media. I mean, that's where everybody is spending their time. Yeah. That's where the most attention you're going to get is on social media right now. Yeah, and I think, radio. I think artists are paying more attention to their social media. A lot of artists are paying more yeah, attention 100%. to social media. I think a lot of people think they're artists and really are like business people or marketers or branding people. And, a lot and what, of people, what's wrong with that? I mean, right now, especially in this day and age, you are for yourself, right? Yeah. Especially in a business sense. I mean, you might have a small team and whatnot. But no longer do you have to go out and find yourself a record label, a record deal, sign yourself in for you know four plus years with you know, X amount. Or 3% right, exactly. Or that, any of that nonsense. Yeah. Now, like we were just saying, you are really just so relying on yourself. Yeah. You have to have number one. You have to have the vision, the talent, and most importantly, and this is actually something that Ryan talked about earlier, uh, the work ethic. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about the laws of attraction and how you know. It's a really good theory, but at the end of the day, you still have to put in that work uh-huh. ethic. So yeah. there's that certain kind of special marriage between the two that needs to become, uh, I was going to say consummated, but you don't really want to say that. Maybe we can get that part <laughs> out. I feel, like, I feel like going back to the faith thing, like, I feel like that's like also acting mm-hmm. in faith, like acting. The Bible is so laced with like things do not come to pass unless acted upon. And it's like, yeah, it's a 2,000-year-old book, but it's like that, that idea was laid down years ago and expressed. I mean, like basic, basic concepts of what we now understand as like psychology mm-hmm. and how it works. But the idea of belief, I don't know if you like know much about it. I love psychology. And like our understanding of the way the brain works is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So you have conscious thought patterns. You have things that all the time you're consciously doing, right? But then you have subconscious thoughts. Subconscious thoughts are things that shape all of your conscious thoughts. So every single thought, conscious thought and action is is already preconceived by a series of patterns created by your subconscious, right? So that subconscious pattern and that system is created by what you believe. So say you believe something negative is what's called toxic thought process. Say you tell yourself your whole life, like, I'm going to die when I'm 15. I'm going to die when I'm 15. So what that does is that creates a subconscious system that creates toxic thought process, which just essentially creates the same handful of thoughts 
due to your subconscious and you believing that, it's cutting off certain pathways, certain neuro- neurological pathways, creating the same, like, process of thought over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of, so, like, okay, that's a negative way, but you tell yourself, I'm going to be a billionaire every single day. So then your brain, from what it learns and what it sees, subconsciously starts soaking up information relevant to that because it's open to it. And that's, like, I think that's, all, like, our understanding of all that, how these are, there's all these similar ideas, right? Like, 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 like in Christianity, like in the, the law of attraction, like in, there's, like, a bunch of those. But it's all linked to the same thing because that's just how our brains work. It's just people looking and making basic, uh, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for here? But, um, I'm trying to think of the word, uh. Connections, yeah, basically make, making a connection or like uh, making inferences mm-hmm. based on what they see. Like it isn't like like the like they they all make sense because that's really how our reality works. But just because of how our brain was built, just how our brain functions on a natural level, that makes sense. And our and the basic understanding of how how we understand the psyche lines up with that perfectly, with just the way that like our brain works. What you believe consciously affects your subconscious, which your subconscious grows and creates the actions that you're able to think and move consciously. So it's like really interesting, like the way the brain works, all that lines up with the brain. It's like that's, that's something way down the line. Like mm-hmm. when I'm 40 and I'm focused, I want to just study the crap out of the brain. Yeah. After I made all these successful business ventures, I just want to like hardcore study, put money into studying the brain mm-hmm. and just study the crap out of the brain. Like just understanding it. Like I am so interested in the human mind. It's like crazy. So wait, I, I love what you're saying, but there was a small tidbit in there that I thought was an interesting point. You said, when I'm focused at 40, I'm going to do X, <laughs> Y, and Z. Why 40? Why 40? Because I'm going to learn all this stuff. I've learned that recently, right? Oh. Is it the knowledge you'll gain by 40, or it's having yourself focused enough by 40? Honestly, it's money. By the time I'm 40, I have enough money that the knowledge that I've gained, I'll be able to, like, oh, I had this idea, and I want to publish this study. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I have, here's like a couple hundred thousand dollars I set aside that I can actually just focus on publishing that study or what have you, or getting people in place to do it or what. That's really what it is, and it's money. Right, so that actually brings up an interesting topic. Does money create focus? Do you Mm -hmm. need money to create focus? Um, uh, uh, Subtract focus from that statement. I understand that was just a word I kind of put in there. Like, 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 the other part of that, I guess, what I was trying to say is, I believe by then... I'll be slowing down slightly, and I just know the way I currently work. I could not hardcore right now, and I don't see it even in my 30s right now, mm-hmm. being able to delve into read, research, and to sit and dedicate hours and hours of time into that because I'm so scatterbrained currently. Because I have so many ideas that I need to get out. They'll be coalesced, a majority of them by then. Then I can focus on that one really, really, really complex thing, and I'll have the money and the platform to do it. Okay, let's take an adjacent street then. Okay. And still going I, I've the mentioned this topic. before on the podcast too, so this isn't like a big bomb, but right, I right. haven't gone this in depth with it. But for both of you, okay. just going off of what we were just talking about, how, you, how do you describe focus and what does that mean to you in a daily life? Oh, Ryan, you go first. I mean, so, okay, ask that question again. I'm trying to quite understand. I mean, that was a really vague question. What does focus mean to me? Right. I mean, focus to me is like, I don't know, like when I, when I have something or when I have my mind made up that I want to do something or I have a goal set and it's something that I'm adamant about doing, it's like I get tunnel vision and it's like everything that doesn't contribute to achieving that thing or reaching that goal, 
you know, is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. So you become somewhat closed-minded in a sense. Not closed-minded, but it's like I'm very adamant. I'm just, uh, I'm going to execute. I'm going to do what it, you Mm -hmm. know, what needs to be done to to reach that goal or do that thing. You know, not that like family and other things that don't contribute directly to it, but it's, I I try not to, to get distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just keeping my eye on the prize, so to speak. I think I should preference this a, a little bit. Uh, reading, a, I've been reading a lot of different books and biographies, autobiographies of different people who have gained success throughout their life, whether that's wealth or what have you. Yeah. And their processes, they while they do have some similarities, some of them are, are widely divergent on how they say this is how you should you know, achieve your goals yeah. uh, with quote-unquote focus, right? So with what Wade was saying was, you know, when I'm 40 and I have all this money and I want to learn about psychology, I'm going to focus, jump into the books, and just read like crazy. And then Ryan says, you know, like, um, you know, whenever I want to focus, I get this tunnel vision, right, mm-hmm. where I kind of knock out the world and just focus on that one goal, right? So it's just kind of, while they do have some parallels, you know, it's it's interesting. It's two to see. different interpretations of a similar concept. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I think it's interesting to study how different people reach their goals and what they define as focus. Yeah. I think also with focus too, for me, a biggest the biggest thing is is choosing one thing. Because I could, I could think of like twelve different things that I'm like obsessed with right now. Like it's like one thing I'm really interested in right now that I've just been learning a lot, learning about the history of, learning about the mechanics, the the physical aspect of it is like skateboarding. <laughs> huh. But it's just interesting to me. And part of it, part of the research behind it is, A, I just, it's cool, it's visually appealing, but yeah, it's like a, a sport, and like I want to find a sport that I'm interested in, so I can get into proper shape. So it's not like, oh, I have to go to the gym today. It's like, okay, I'm going to skateboard down the street, I'll go skate for a couple hours. And so just, instead of hitting the bench or hitting the half pipe is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> and I'm doing something Why physical. skateboarding? <laughs> I've loved skateboarding since I was a little kid. Huh. I've been so interested in skateboarding. Same. What, what about I it? Love it? For both of you, what about it? I think it's just impressive. I mean, the fact that you could take the, this board, this thin board with four wheels, and you could do these incredible tricks. I mean, think about Tony Hawk. Like he pioneered. Rodney like uh, yeah, Rodney yeah. Mullen is an animal. He, like, but here's what's cool about Rodney Mullen. He's hyper creative. Yeah, all these like kick flips and tricks and stuff. He he's almost made. An, he's almost made skateboarding an art. He, I mean, he, skateboarding an art form. Like Rodney Mullen, his footwork on that skateboard is. It's disgusting. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever seen Rodney Mullen? I haven't. No, I, mean, I will have to look this yeah, up. Well, yeah, Go to my most this. recent Facebook status. Um, I posted, and this was like an 86. So, Rodney Mullen is the most successful competitive sports yeah, figure ever. He, lo- he came in second once. Wow. He was so good in his day that, like, skating was such a loose competition and stuff. He literally, like, created the rise of freestyle and then killed it. Because he was so good that nobody ever beat him. He invented the kick flip, the heel flip, the varial kick flip, the varial heel flip, the tray flip. He, he invented the, the flat ground ollie. He invented that. Wow. Like every single trick that you can think of that's relevant to modern skateboarding, he invented. Back then they were like doing handstands on boards. And even then, he would do a handstand with one hand, then flip it with his hand and land on his board sideways in primo like that. Yeah, when he, when he, he was like a whole, he brought a whole different style to skateboarding. He was, he, he, Where do you think that came from? So with him, this is interesting. I'm like Rodney Mullen. Okay, he grew up like on a farm with like a huge flat ground service. He didn't have ramps or anything to skateboard on, so he had that. And then also he went to a school for like he went to like a magnet school, but it was like a weird hippie magnet school. They studied like metaphysical and stuff. 
And when they tested him, they and this is true, and it has to be true, when they tested him, his understanding of his physical body and his movements and, like, subtleties in movement, he was, like, hyper-aware of. So, like, a trick like a kickflip is actually, like, very odd movement. Like, most people wouldn't even think to do that. And one day he just saw a board fall and was, like... Like, his big thing that he's taught a lot of skaters how to do tricks and stuff is how to visualize tricks. And it's, like, his just understanding of movement and how and where and, like, spatial awareness is, like, heightened. It's, like, a heightened sense for him. So he's, like... you If you watch interviews of him, he's, like, an artist. Like, one of those weird artists who are, like, can barely talk. Mm-hmm. He's like that. Like, he's, like... And he's, like, super humble. He's, like, the nicest, sweetest... He's done, like, TED Talks and stuff. Dude is just, like, on a whole other planet. And he's still skating. This, he's, like, 40 years old. He's, like, 50 years old, almost, like... And still doing, like, handstands, like, all this crazy stuff. And, like, still making new tricks and, like, innovating the whole sport. It's, like... His entire career has innovated the sport. Just, like, it just keeps going. It's, like, it never stops. Like, it's, like... Bizarre. But, anyway, that's, like, what Rodney Mullen came about. Like, his whole style... Like, like the reasoning why physically... And everything like it's just insane. But so like switching gears, we were we were talking a little bit before this about your girlfriend. She started an art brand, and I know Wade and I we've had a couple conversations. You've been helping her uh, with like her her YouTube channel and just her overall branding. Like, tell me, I'm I'm just interested. You know, I, I think there's it'll bring a lot of value to the podcast and just the overarching theme of it. But I'm in, I'm personally interested about. You know, hearing about her art brand and even, you know, if you can show me a little bit. Right, of course. And it's actually an interesting time for us, especially because it's right in the beginning. Yeah. It's when everything is fresh. Yeah. Uh, but along with that is, like, making a ton of mistakes. Oh, right? my gosh. But, <laughs> it's going to happen, brother. Exactly. More, more mistakes to come. And I think, I think that's the hardest thing for people to get over is, you know, they're afraid of failure. Um, so those mistakes are cool. But, well, exactly. That's the. I think mistakes are. I mean, it's cliche to say, but they're the best way to learn anything. I mean, you consume our content. I mean, we we talk about. I I talk on that heavily. Yeah. Failures and embracing them and learning from them and. Yeah, that's just such a common theme. And, and just like, my what even life. is a failure? Yeah. Right. Well, I guess the only failure is if you get knocked down and you don't get back up. Yeah, yeah. that's the only time a failure becomes a failure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or a mistake becomes a failure. Yeah. When you don't rebound. Because, like, you can almost make an artistic mistake. Like, obviously, there's, like, spelling errors and stuff, but then it's, like, what about, like, E.E. E. Cummings? Who, like, didn't even, mm-hmm. like, capitalize, use any discernible form of grammar sometimes. Like, yeah. Like, oh, he, he's wrong. Like, mm-hmm. one of the most prolific poets of all time. Like, so what is a... Yeah. Right, exactly. So I think, especially in today's day and age, the biggest thing for anyone who has... who is an artist or anything... The main thing, the main foundation that you have to kind of take into account is you're not only just creating content, but you're building a brand, right? Mm-hmm. So Emily, Emily, uh, with her art, with Art Beyond the Barriers, you can look her up on Instagram right now. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll link her up. We'll hook her up. Yeah, so... This is exciting for me. It's, it's like I said, it's a very You said exciting. Art Beyond the Barrier? Yeah, Art Beyond the Barriers. And it's interesting that uh, I'm actually stumbling upon that. Is and the reason is we just recently changed the name, right? Um, so oh, that's was, her, right? Yeah. So and originally, she actually showed up in my suggestions, which is crazy, right? Yeah, the name. If you type in Art Beyond, she's the first thing that comes up, and that's the okay. biggest thing. So uh, before her name was uh, Art Off the Wall by Emily, one name, right? This is which impressive. is a, yeah, which is a wow. a, a nice name, but. Brand recognition and having the ability to be, you know, she the first. Abstract art? She what she does is, um, oh, what is it called? 
I keep pulling you off, but I'm just like so like I'm amazed by this art that I'm seeing. I love this kind of art. Like mm-hmm. it's, it describes the way my brain works almost like perfectly. Right. Yeah. So what she does is a lot of mixed media. So if you take a close look at a lot of her art, it incorporates a lot of different art styles, whether it's painting, whether it's uh, you know sculpture, things like that, and she creates it in a way that has like a stunning presentation. Um, I think it's really exciting, but the, the biggest thing, again, is building that brand. So what we're doing is branching out to all forms of social media and capitalizing on this brand of uh, our, um, what is it, our Beyond the Barriers. So what we're working on is a process to not only for her to create her art, but also create a process of constantly engaging with her fan base and constantly creating an outreach, right? So that's where we're at right now. We're in the very beginning stages, and it's a lot of fun. We're learning a lot. We're failing a lot, and uh, just kind of seeing where we're going with it. That's pretty cool. I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. I love that style of art. I just love that, like... I love abstract, any form of art, really. And this is so cool. I'm looking looking at her Etsy shot right now, and this is repurposed clothing tags, and uh, it looks like it's part of her mixed-media art line, and this is is cool. I'm actually going to order something for the office here. Uh, we need to start filling out this wall space. It's so plain. Yeah. But this art, man, this is so cool. So, yeah, the t- you got to check her out, Art Beyond the Barriers. That's her Instagram handle, and we'll uh, we'll get her linked up. And she has a YouTube channel too, right? We'll, we'll put her on there. We are currently working on the YouTube channel. Okay. It'll be up shortly. When it is, I'll let she you guys know. She has a lot of stuff on here too on this Etsy. Yeah. It's all really good quality. Yeah. Like, it's like... I know this is silly, but like even like album cover- covers, like I can see this working really well in that mm-hmm. medium just because... like. An album cover is like it just has to grab you and mm-hmm. attack you, and it reminds me of like Converge. Or I'm Converge, yeah. It does actually though. Like, have you ever seen his? Uh, yeah, of course. Especially like things like the abstract landscape. Yeah, yeah. That's one that I think a lot of. So, Converge. do you have any marketing or branding or any social media experience uh, beyond just personal use? Obviously, having a Facebook and Instagram, um, you know, account. I think it's really important to really branch out and have that kind of skill set. So that's something that I'm personally developing right now. Cool. Um, not much, though. Cool. That I'm going to speak of today. I mean, you'll learn. I mean, just because she's trying to, you know, she's starting to establish and develop her own personal brand, and you're working right beside her, um, I mean, you'll, you'll learn as you go along. And it's, it's going to be cool, man. I'm, I'm really, really excited for, uh, for you and just that whole process. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And uh, I'm rooting for her 100%. And, uh, that's awesome. Like, I'm dead serious. That, that art style is yeah, just, like, awesome. to, to me... Very impressive. Like, I love that type of art. So that's... I, I definitely like clothing, all that kind of stuff. Like, I I wanted to do clothing for a while, too. That's, like, another thing I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, that would... Some of that would translate really cool to, like, all-over print shirts and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... It's really neat. Like, I... She needs to get some shirt printed or something like that. Shirts, you think? Yeah. yeah I, like, I actually think like some of the black and white, like that one that's like film or something. Yeah. That looks like a photo, mm-hmm. but it's like the crazy, like the second one that was just... Right, 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 right. So that one, like on a white shirt, just like a black, like like that, like just like a plain box on a white shirt, like that would look sick. Like, mm-hmm. like kind of like just, you know what I mean? Like that to me would be a really outstandingly cool looking shirt. Like, so I don't know. I feel like a lot of that, if you just literally just printed those art pieces onto a shirt like would look really cool well that's interesting that you say that I mean we're looking at a whole bunch of different avenues to showcase her art I mean she's been showcased downtown uh, projected on the buildings 
She currently just commissioned one for seven hundred dollars with interior designers. She's meeting with someone uh, tomorrow to decorate an architect's uh, his workstation. You know, and it's just funny. Again, there are a lot of really talented artists out there, and uh, really a lot of talented people. And it kind of just goes back to the law of attraction with the marriage of the work ethic. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of what we're working on right now. And you can almost go just by the work ethic. Mm-hmm. Very rarely just just the art, art like the, the attraction mm-hmm. work itself out. Because you have to manifest something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even if it's just a subconscious movement to manifest, like you have to, you have to perform some kind of action. Mm-hmm. Where like there's people who have no vision but just go out and do stuff. Yeah. And become a success. And I think like you, that. I think you find a vision politics. along the way. I think you find a vision along the way. Yeah, politics is great. Yeah, but it's like seriously, there's people in politics that their their whole thing is just right. Like there's people who have been in politics for years and years that are like name. I've, there was somebody that just recently left the uh, Trump campaign, but like his whole career has just been like riding on the back of other successful people, and just like yeah, I'll, I'll be part of your campaign. I'll be a part of your campaign. I'll be, and like there's no real like yeah message or goal they're trying to communicate or create with their politics. They have no overarching vision. It's just like. I gotta be in politics, you know what I mean? It's like, but they're, but they're doing them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, they're doing it. Always comes down to action, man. Always comes down to execution. That's pretty Almost always. to a point of fake it till you make it, almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I, I think fake it till you make it is a good... Because I think that if ultimately you're... So, if, you're if, you, if you can muster up enough strength to even do something, mm-hmm. you're not really faking it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're just inexperienced. Exactly. That's the only thing. Yeah. Now, if you have no interest in something, but you're just doing it because you think you can do it, then it's like, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. You to, that's not being true to yourself. You have to have some form of love behind it. Mm-hmm. I think to be truly acceptable, like ex- exceptional at something. Mm-hmm. And I, I know some people aren't always running for, we always talk about like excellence a lot. I, th- I feel like that's a big, like we, we've never put it in that those terms, but we're always talking about like the best possible way you could do something. And some people don't really strive for that in any way. And I think that's, that's, that's a completely valid form of thought. How do you feel about that? Striving for excellence? Like, or not striving for excellence. Just, like, like... Mm. Doing things very arbitrarily, just... Well, I'd say, like, moderate success. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, right. like, 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 your biggest, your biggest, like, our biggest, our goals are, like, these huge mm-hmm. things. And, like, just how, so everybody wants to do that. Right. But never accepting, like... So just settling for... A mailman. Or like a plumber. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. But I think this goes along the lines of being comfortable. Yeah. Being comfortable is the death of oneself, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not constantly striving, and I'm not saying you can't have your days where you just want to lounge and get a you know spa treatment and whatnot, but I'm saying if you're continuously seeing your life where you're like, okay, I've got this steady nine to five job, and well, let me rephrase that. You're unhappy with life. But you have this nine-to-five job that's really convenient because it's five minutes down the road. Um, you're in a marriage that, you know, you're not really, uh, you're in a situation that's not ideal, but you're just kind of making it work. Or, you know, things of that nature. You're settling, right? You find that you slowly start to lose the sense of self. And if you're not striving for that excellence, you know, you're slowly going to die off while you're still alive. You're going to be the living dead. Um, so I think it's important to, you know, always set ridiculous goals. Just, yeah. you know, r- these goals that are may never, ever be obtained. Oh. Uh, and just kind of strive for those. Maybe not full force, you know, have baby steps, but always have something in the back of your mind that says, you know, 
I want to strive for greatness because that's what life is all about. 100%. I think we're going to leave on that. That was awesome, dude. Great. That was a great, great piece of advice. And uh, thank you so much, man. A pleasure being on. For coming on the show, dude. And uh, yeah, I think this will be the first of, of many to come. Yeah. We'll definitely have you back. I would love to have you back. And whenever you're back in Pittsburgh, like, Hit us up. Well, dude, hit me up. Like, well, we're gonna be in conversation anyways, so <laughs> that we will. <laughs> yeah, we're not letting this fade. We're gonna make something great. So, cool. Thanks for listening, guys. This was the Play by Play podcast, episode ten.